welcome to the Sales for People Who Hate Selling podcast. Here, we use our 15 years worth of sales and business experience to explore the common sales fears and niggles that business owners and freelancers face every day. If you're new to sales, you're scared of sales, or you're just starting out in business, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to episode seven of the Sales for People Who Hate Selling podcast. And today we are talking about prospecting during a global pandemic. This is a sensitive topic, perhaps, but a very important one. So if you have listened before, you'll uh, obviously know who we are. Uh, But if you haven't, I am Ria and my co-host is Richard. Hello, Richard. Hello, Richard. Brilliant. Um, That's a taste of things to come. Um, So together we run Seek, which is a sales consultancy designed to help business owners and freelancers feel a whole lot better about the idea of selling with a whole range of services from free guides right up to workshops. Um, And this is all off the own my off the back of my own 15 years experience within the industry in a whole host of areas such as ad sales, tech, publishing, and general telesales, and pretty much everything in between. Uh, so how are you today, Richard? Are you all right? Yeah, it's um, five o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Um, well, it is when we're recording it anyway. Um, yeah, it could, could might be not anything. be if people are listening to it. Could be anything, you know. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a good day, a productive day. So, um, you know, I think this is a, an interesting topic. It's one that we've tried to avoid a little bit, I think, up until now. But I feel yeah. That, you know, yeah, because I, I feel like, you know, listening to podcasts and music and stuff could, should be people's sort of form of escape, you know, um, and there's a lot of doom and gloom out there at, at the moment. Um, but I think it's also um, important to remember that within that doom and gloom can also be um, positivity. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, how you can uh, prospect during a global pandemic and how you can do that positively. Um, obviously if you've listened before, you'll know that, um, Richard and I have a Facebook group, um, with the same name as this podcast. Um, and this idea of prospecting during what is probably one of the largest kind of global and financial shifts in our lifetimes is something that comes up a lot. Um, so we want to talk about that. Are you doing it? Are you holding off from doing it because you think that people are not going to buy right now? Or maybe you don't want to come across as insensitive or or rude. Um, So we're going to go into all of that. Uh, Richard, what do you think, first of all? Do you think that people are not doing it at the moment? Because prospecting generally is kind of seen as a little bit of a negative thing to do anyway, which we've touched upon many times in this podcast. Um, So do do you think that that's why? Or do you think it's just people are going through a a huge change in their lives? So they just don't want to do it right now. What's your thoughts? I think it's a multifaceted question. It is multi-layered. You know, multi-layered. Um, the, without question, you know, less people are are doing it. I think that when we see that uh, from the uh, having our ear to the ground, you know, but also yeah. it, there may there may be situations where people simply cannot do that. I mean, if they've been furloughed from their place of employment, for example, and they're not able to, to work from home for whatever reason, then they're just practically not able to do it. Um, yeah. So that's that's true. Um, without doubt. Um, people are not doing it for the reasons that you mentioned you know they're, they're worried about doing it but I think on the flip side there's also a lot of business still being done you know from from experience people are still communicating with me uh, you know people are still reaching out to me so uh, you know as someone who is sort of sold and prospected to uh, mm. on, on a daily basis there are without question people still doing business yeah, I think that's um, I think that's true, um, and I think that uh, really the spoiler alert for this entire episode um, is that you can and should be prospecting during difficult times such as the one that we're in right now. Um, you, you know, you should always be prospecting, um, and you can do that with empathy, and you can sell with empathy. In fact, you should always be doing that, regardless of you know global uh, you know viruses that are taking over the world um so you should always be um thinking ahead to your next uh, contract your next deal your next sale however you particularly um word it 
Um, so today we're going to be talking a lot about ways to prospect during times like this if you're feeling particularly uneasy about it. Um, and there are people that are going to be listening to this that are going to feel uneasy about prospecting anyway. Um, and we've done a couple of episodes before this if you want to check back um, things like not coming across as too salesy and how to follow up with people and things like that. Um, so if you are listening to this episode, maybe go back and listen to those ones as well, because they'll probably give you some good insight and good tips into the world of prospecting from our perspective anyway. Um, and this episode really goes into a little bit more detail about about prospecting during this particular thing that we're going in right now. Do you think yeah, that's something? Yeah, I mean, the, the previous episodes obviously talk about uh, how to prospect and, and not feel uncomfortable about it in, in general terms, yeah. um, not, not specifically related to this. So they're helpful, um, you know, regardless of your you know, individual situation, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Because we were... Um, we were in a, a business group on, on Facebook and we were reading a thread yesterday that was very much about cold prospecting. Um, and, the, and the feeling around cold prospecting generally um, seems to be, you know, quite negative. Um, people saying they don't like it and they don't like it when people do it. Um, and that can make people feel uneasy if you are in business, if you are in um, a business where you need to prospect and you need to sell. Um, so the concept of prospecting during this time feels, I should imagine, even more overwhelming. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is that depending on your sales cycle, you should be prospecting all of the time. Prospecting should be something that you do pretty much on a constant basis because without prospecting, you can't get new business, right? So if you stop prospecting for the, say, the three, the six, the nine months, or however long this ends up going on for, when it ends and business starts heading back into, inverted commas, normality, um, you won't have built up that steady, strong pipeline of potential business that you can dive straight back into. Um, so prospecting at any time is obviously super, super important. But I would say right now, it's potentially even more important. Um, because once this stuff starts lifting and everybody starts going back to normal, you need business and you need potential business to come back to. So first off, I would say don't stop prospecting, which probably seems super obvious, but from what Richard and I have seen from speaking to people in our Facebook group and other sort of business communities, it seems to be that people are like, I can't possibly prospect at the moment because if I prospect somebody that doesn't have any money and is going through a horrible time, I'm going to look like, I don't know, a dickhead. Right. Do, do you think that Richard? That seems to be a concern. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of, if, if, if people prospect in the correct way anyway, and we have to set that as a precursor, you know, if, if you do a bad job, you know, um, nothing's going to save you. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you're doing it in the right way, I think at the moment, we're, you're probably going to get more, um, yes, I'm interested, but not now responses. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. And because what it does is it gives you the opportunity to kind of go, okay, now totally understand, obviously not a problem. Yeah. And then you, and then you can stay in touch, you know, and I don't mean stay in touch in the kind of normal sense, because we have to understand that it's, it's not normal at the moment. Yeah. You know, where staying in touch in the normal sense might be, um, you know, pushing it along the line a little bit, whereas you might want to do that in a way that's a little bit less, um, forward you know and, and do it in a way that's just stay in touch basically you know yeah, definitely. Um, there's, there's a lot of um people that are, seem to be genuinely empathetic to other people's needs you know so yeah. how are you how are you getting on how are you finding it you know blah 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 blah, blah rather yeah. than you know um have you have you made a decision yet you know so it's it's for fine sure. to to expect that people might say you know what actually that sounds quite interesting but yeah, I'm just not in a position, position to do anything about it at the moment, but it's given you yeah. the opportunity to develop that relationship until they are ready rather than starting from scratch, you know, when everything gets back to normal. And I think the other thing we have to understand is that people are going to be getting back to normal at different times. Yeah, for sure. So, so your normal might not be somebody else's normal. and They may be ahead of you, so they may be okay. They may be willing to get to get started, yeah. even if your normal is is not quite there yet. You know, so don't yeah. don't kind of make any you know, rash judgments or assumptions. You know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that you hit the nail on the head about relationships. I think that um, we're in a, a, a good 
inverted commas, um, position to make, you know, real lasting relationships with people, which ultimately is what um, sales should, should all be about. Um, so we have this opportunity at the moment to connect with people, make relationships that are going to last for the next, you know, three to six months that you can kind of nurture and build upon so that when people are ready to buy, if they're not ready to buy right now, that relationship is there because one of the things that um, I've really noticed, and I think that you'd be the same Richard is that when we talk to people about cold prospecting in, in the number of business groups that we're in, one of the things that comes up time and time again is people say, well, I don't like to be cold prospected. I prefer to build a relationship first. Right. So it seems to me that here we have this golden opportunity to really do that. And if you are um, an SDR or you're in some kind of telesales role where you're being judged on your numbers, so you're being judged on the number of calls you make and the amount of money you make and et cetera, et cetera. This is almost like the golden time for you to kind of take your foot off the pedal a little bit and, and maybe build some relationships. And that's um, one of the points that I want to go into a little bit um, more detail as we progress through this. So how do you prospect when people's lives are shifting and there's a sense of uneasiness around the world and we're at the point where we can't even shake hands with our colleagues or give them a hug if you like doing that um so number one i think that uh you should think about your content so if you're somebody that generally sends out free content such as blogs white papers guides ebooks etc now is the time to reevaluate some of that content and messaging so that it reflects both the current circumstances with empathy and understanding. But let's say that um, you target specific job titles and right now um, your specific job title that you generally target is somebody in HR. So if somebody in HR is your normal target audience, what do you think that they're probably doing right now? They're probably working on some way how to accommodate a gazillion people working from home. So you need to change your content so that it is speaking to them in the way that the world is affecting that person right now. So if your offering generally helps people in HR, what kind of content or service can you offer them right now that is going to help them in the current crisis that we're facing? So you're not necessarily selling to them right away, but you're offering something interesting or helpful that's relevant to the current situation. Um, because I think now more than ever, you should be focusing on the buyer's current pain. Um, I mean, you should do, do that anyway, um, but also how you can help right now in the current situation. Does that make sense? It does make a lot of sense. Yep, yep. It's, it's about uh, looking at it from their perspective, isn't it? Yeah. So if you um, generally like to send out um, blogs and white papers and, and things like that as content, I think that's great. And I, and I love that. Um, and, and certainly something that you should be doing anyway. Um, what you can do now is change that content so that it's relevant to the current situation. Now, I personally am not a fan of people using the uh, current global situation to sell. Um, I think it's distasteful and um, I certainly wouldn't be responsive to it. But what you can do is you can ensure that your messaging is relevant to that particular person's pain point. So if your target audience is someone in HR or hospitality um, or um, any kind of industry where at the moment they're going to be having some particular uh, difficulties that they might face and your service can help them, um, then that's where you should be targeting your messaging and your content. I think it has to be um, very personalized, not necessarily to the individual, uh, but certainly to the target market and the demographic that you're trying to talk to. I mean, yeah. you talked about um, people being concerned that promoting themselves or prospecting in this situation is distasteful. Uh, and the reason people do that is because it's not uh, specific or personalized to the people that they are trying to communicate with so yeah we, we've seen people do things for example where they'll say um you know we know it's a very difficult time for everybody so we're going to offer 50 percent off delivery yeah, yeah. And, and that's not connected at all to, to anything really that feels no. that it's uh, just absolutely taking advantage of the situation but yeah if you can go and, and approach it from a perspective of you know I, I understand how people in your particular job role 
it has shifted their their priorities and this is what we can do to help you with that yeah. that's a completely different approach yeah or even not that even just we understand that you're going through x and y um, i recently wrote this blog on this subject and just send the link to the blog so you're not even trying to sell or trying to get an appointment or trying to get an, a meeting or however it is you you do your um your business you're just sending them some content or some interesting or useful information that they might just read and, and, and think was nice um, and helpful and you're just building that um, relationship and building that trust um, and as I said earlier you know we hear so much from people that don't want to prospect because they hate this idea that it's cold and it's kind of heartless and doesn't have any relationship behind it and I think that, that there's prime opportunity here to build relationships by not trying to sell, not trying to get that meeting or get that appointment, but just to simply like help people out, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, I was choking on my tea then. Um, yeah, well, okay. for sure. I and asked at the start whether you had tea, but um, I now know that you do. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to remember as well, like we said at the beginning, you know, don't assume that no business is being done. You know, business yeah, is sure. definitely being done. You know, people are still, sure. people still have needs, you know, that, that we can help them with, you know? Yeah. For sure, absolutely. Um, so number two, uh, I touched upon uh, this a little, um, and I, I think we, we'll go into some more detail now. Number two is take the pressure off. Now, you might not be somebody who is comfortable with full throttle sales pressure anyway. Um, and to be honest, I'm not. Um, it's something I've done, obviously, in many jobs that I've been in, and sometimes it's necessary maybe to, to be a little bit, you know, foot on the in the gas so to speak um, and often in sales and again i know this from working in many sales offices where sales pressure was just a sort of thing that you come to expect we tend to want the call now we want the deal now we want the prospect to commit to a meeting now 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 um, but i think at the moment what we should be doing is not immediately going in for the meeting or the demo or the call or whatever um, and you shouldn't be finishing all of your emails and all of your outreaches with that kind of common call to action that we would normally use. Um, of course, you still want to be asking for, um, you know, their time if you can. Um, and you want to obviously be hopeful of some, setting something up. But I just think that you should just tread a little softer and a little slower and understand that a meeting with you, no matter how amazing and how like fantastic your product is, and how it's going to change their lives and you know generate a million pounds worth of business and etc etc is probably not a priority for them so this is the perfect time to just take your foot off the pedal build rapport and relationships um, because you don't need to get that deal now you can take a bit more time get to know your prospect um, and i suppose as they say you know keep calm and carry on that's what they say it's a very uh British thing, isn't it? Very British, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, to, to sum up um, with that one, basically, I've worked in so many different um, sales office is, and what you kind of come to expect when you work in just straight sales, whether it's telesales or being a sort of business development rep or whatever, is that sales pressure just comes with the job. And it's something that you come to expect. Like they'll ask you at the interview how you deal with stress, how you deal with pressure, how you deal with urgency. These are kind of just common questions that they'll ask you if you're in sales. Because this idea of needing something now, 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 needing it yesterday is something that as a salesperson, you're just supposed to accept as part of business. Um, and that's fine. And I've been in my fair share of environments where that is certainly the case. Um, I'm not saying it's great or not. Um, but I think now is the perfect time to just kind of step back a little bit and not expect things to happen when you want them to happen. Because as I say, for all the will in the world, it doesn't matter how amazing you are, you're probably not a priority right now for your prospect. And I think it, it's worth just slowing down a little bit. Sure, it goes back to what we were saying earlier on, isn't it? You know, it's it's uh, developing a relationship thing and 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 providing genuine help rather than you know a, 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 an actual service, a paid for service. You know, because if they're interested, then you know they they will do it at some point. You know, 
Yep, for sure. And again, you know, like we've said, people feel uneasy about this concept of prospecting anyway. And, um, you know, we, we see it all the time in, in business groups where people just have this uneasy feeling about it because it's kind of cold and, you know, they think that the person who's prospecting them hasn't taken the time to get to know them and, and so on and so forth. And it's something that if you do listen to this podcast or you, you know me, you'll know that it's something that I bang on about all the time, which is, you know, research your prospect, get to know them, find out about them, find out what their pain points are. But what a lot of people um, in sales will, will come back and say, is they'll say, well, I don't have time to do that because I have right. to, yeah. you know, I have to get my quota. I have to make this much money. I have to make this many calls. What did you say last week? Is it last week you said just get a new job, basically? Yeah, that's basically my advice. If you're working for uh, in sales for a company like that, um, and you'd rather take your time over it, then you're probably uh, worth a lot more. So just like go and get another job, um, <laughs> which uh, you know it's quite simplistic. You, there's going to be people that are listening to this that are going to be like, I can't just get another job. Um, right. But, you know, believe me, there are businesses out there that will really treasure and really value you if you want to take your time over this and um, prospect in a way that isn't from 1980. You know, it's 2020. You know, we don't have to, you know, be having that kind of um, urgency where you've got your foot on the pedal the whole time and you're pressuring people to do it now, you know we can take our time. Um, and I, I think that there'll be people that will, might listen to this and say, well, you know, I have to do, I have to do it like that. I have to have urgency because if I don't, I won't make any money. Um, and, and my feeling is that I understand that because I've been in that position myself as a, an SDR and a, a BDM and so on and so forth. Um, but uh, I personally feel that the results, um, although it may take a little longer, the results are astronomically better when you research your prospect and you do things in a much kind of slower paced way with a lot more empathy. Yeah, it's about um, not necessarily thinking about the short-term benefits, about the yeah. long-term value, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that um, here we have this golden opportunity to um, step back a little bit, get to know our prospects, take the time to research. And when you're sending out an email or you're maybe doing a, a call, if you listen to our previous episodes, we did some episodes about cold calling. Um, if, you're sending, if you're sending an email or you're doing a cold call, normally I would say that the object of a cold call or a cold email is not to sell, but it's to peak interest so that you can get that meeting or whatever. And I think now during this time, we have to step back a little bit and understand that people probably don't have the time or the inclination to set up a meeting with you. So it's okay not to have that constant call to action, but instead just to take your foot off the gas a little bit, nurture your prospect, get to know them. As we said in point one, send them some interesting content that will be relevant to their situation and know that whilst you're doing these two things in three, six, nine months time, when businesses start to go back to work and things start to go back to normal, um, you're going to have built those relationships and a little bit of trust and you won't have uh, hammered things down people's throats and people will appreciate that. I've seen a lot of examples, good examples. Um, one of them is from um, a business bank, an online business bank, Coconut. You know, we both know them very yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and and they've, um, they've done a really good job at just putting out lots of helpful information you know they've massively backed off on on selling you know yeah but but their their awareness in the market is still there yeah for sure yeah. so people, exactly they're, still, they're still top of mind aren't they That's you know exactly they're, they're still yeah. there but and sometimes it's just simple things like uh, I saw one earlier on where they were just sharing a, a, a link to the to the British government website, um, you know, that would be really useful for their target market. So it's it's hugely about just being helpful rather than selling. Uh, but you, by by doing that, you know, you're still in the market. You're still generating and creating awareness for yourself, and you're still in people's minds. Yeah, um, and it's a little bit like what you and I talk about sometimes with some of the clients that we have, which is where we talk about um, speculating to accumulate. Um, where, you know, in the example that you've just given there with coconut, um, did you explain what coconut is for people that might be listening that don't know what coconut is? Did you, did you explain that? 
what from it comes from a tree doesn't it <laughs> it's like a it's like a bank it's not a high street bank it's like an online bank isn't it is that it's a digital you... yeah a digital kind of upstart um business bank yeah right yeah so i think what they're doing is really clever because they're speculating to accumulate so they're not using this time to sell or get new customers by what but what they're doing by providing information to their target market about like what you said like links to the government website and so on and so forth they're going to get new customers from doing that anyway because they're building trust um, and they're understanding their target market they're understanding the worries of their target market during this time and that's exactly happen- it isn't it yeah and what's going to happen is that their target market is going to recommend to friends and they're going to recommend to their friends and so on and so forth. They're going to share things on Twitter and on Facebook and so on and so forth. So inadvertently, Coconut are going to get more customers anyway, but they're not doing that by trying to ram their product down people's throats. They're providing information and content that is really, really useful and beneficial to their target market at this time. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah, and they were also doing things like collaborating with other organisations. I think yeah. they did a collaboration with the FSB, if I remember rightly, the Federation of Small Businesses, and and they started to lobby government on on things that they knew that, uh, without getting too political, um, that the government weren't really kind of doing for their kind of target market, you know, the, the small businesses and the self-employed, you know, so they were actually collaborating with other larger organisations and lobbying on behalf of their clients or or their potential new clients which was yeah. a really it's a really smart move because I, I don't doubt that they're doing it because they want to help but they're also doing it because it's really good marketing yeah of course and I think that's obviously um important to bear in mind they've obviously got people behind the scenes that are obviously creating this content because it's great marketing it's great PR and all of that but actually um I think that they are doing it because they want to target their core customers with the worries that they know their core customers have um and after this kind of um wave has you know um gone away um all of those customers that they had before will have stuck with them and they'll get new customers off the back of it i'm i'm sure of that and one of the things that um i thought that they did and continue to do really well a lot of the, the worries and the concerns of their customers are really obvious but yeah. then they, they were, they were uh, and still are actively asking questions. You know, what are yeah. you struggling with? What, what can we help you with? So they're using their their online platforms and they've got a Facebook group and they've got their own forum things as well. And they, they're using those platforms to say, how can we help? You know, yeah. um, and that, that, that's another really good idea, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, again, it's coming back to kind of point one where you're sending out content that is helpful to your target market. So in the example that I gave, if your target market is normally people in HR, it's about thinking, okay, well, my target market is normally people in HR. So what kind of challenges are they going to be facing in this current market? Because it's probably very different to the challenges that they were facing six months ago at Christmas or before Christmas, you know? normally they might be dealing with um you know holiday pay or christmas issues or things to do with maternity and stuff like that you know but during this uh, pandemic they're going to be dealing with different things um but also the same things during this so it's about creating content that can be helpful to them um during this sort of difficult time it's it's about a shift in well it's not necessarily a shift in approach because we should be doing this anyway you know yeah. so you know in, in some ways you know this is forcing people to you know, maybe you 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 weren't doing it the right way before uh, and, and you were very kind of pushy and, and, and less focused on uh, the the needs of your prospects but yeah. you know you might have you might have got through you know but you won't get through now so yeah. you know now is forcing you to do it so in some ways you know it's it's a good situation because you've got no choice other than to to reevaluate your approach yeah for sure and i think that that's going to be something that definitely comes out of this whole situation is that people are going to be reevaluating their uh, approach and how they were doing things in their business before i mean you only have to look at the numbers of people that are now working from home you know i mean i've worked in many businesses before where working from home was considered like an absolute no-no it was just mm. not possible it would never work and what's been proved is that actually 
it does work and that people can be very productive from home. And I think we are going to see this huge shift in the way that business has been done. Um, and I think for a lot of uh, people out there that maybe have been kind of prospecting and selling in a very kind of brash uh, approach previously, are going to have to kind of step back a little bit and do it in, maybe more in this way. Um, and I think that that's going to be great, you know? We're definitely not going to be able to just go back to the way that things were before as though it never happened. No, for sure. I think, um, you know, um, without getting too much into the ins and outs of the um, political and economic landscape, um, I think that normality will resume in, in, in some shape or form. But I think from a business perspective, I think a lot of the things that are going to come out of it are going to be super positive. Um, and I think that, um, you know, from the perspective of people being able to work from home and being able to work more flexibly, um, and that's going to um, have a knock-on effect in things like this, where previously, you know, maybe like SDRs and things had, you know, certain number of calls that they had to make every single day, and it didn't matter about the sort of quality. All that mattered was the quantity. Um, and I think people are going to start to see that actually, if you, you know, step back a little bit and you have that time to get to know your prospect and 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 prospect in a way that is more empathetic and understanding and, and and with a lot more research actually the results you know they still come in because i know from working in those types of places that a lot of the time what happens is your managerial um people um get kind of insecure and kind of worried that if you don't make a thousand calls a day the results aren't going to be there and i think what a lot of people are going to find in business and particularly in 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 sales is that there the results are still there even if people are uh, prospecting in in a slower more kind of responsive and respective way, uh, respectful uh, way um so i think it's going to be great i think so i hope so yeah i believe I so. so um so listen we're on to number three uh number three is understand that people are still buying uh now obviously there's been a huge shift in people's behavior in the last few weeks and months and we certainly do not ever want to impact uh, minimize the impact that this has had on so many people's lives finances and situations um but what i will say is that people are still buying um even during a global pandemic people still need goods they need services they need products even ones that might be considered a luxury. People still want them, they need them, and they will buy during all of this. So don't sit back and think, well, nobody has any money anyway, and nobody's gonna buy from me right now, so what's the point? Um, because first of all, there's lots of point for the reasons that we gave in point one and two about needing to build your pipeline. Um, but also there are lots of people for whom your business and your product and your service is still very much needed or indeed wanted. Um, I actually bought something yesterday from a small business that I came across on Facebook because um, uh, I liked it. It was a vest, a vest like a like a t-shirt with no sleeves. That's a vest, isn't oh, it? Yes, I know what a vest yeah. is. Oh yeah, um, a vest um, and it had a cool design on it that I liked. It was like really unique and I liked it because it was like a it was like a, a flower but like in black and white like a stencil kind of thing. It was really cool. Um, have you bought anything during lockdown, Richard, from a small business or otherwise that maybe you needed or you just wanted? Yeah, not necessarily from a small business. I haven't bought a vest. People don't need to see me in a vest, but um, I've definitely purchased things that, you know, might not be considered essential. And I think that, um, you know, it's something that we touched on earlier on, you know, don't make assumptions about other people's situations. Yeah. You know, don't don't assume that, people all of a sudden don't have the finances to to, to spend money you know because yeah. you don't you don't know that i mean there's like you said you know just not um, in any way minimize the impact that it's had on a lot of people because it has without without question but don't make assumptions yeah i mean i think it's really important anyway not to make assumptions about people's sort of needs and finances and stuff and i think we're all guilty of it and i think um you and I, Richard, have had conversations and um, business conversations where we assume that, you know, a client couldn't possibly afford X, Y price for the service. Um, but what you actually find out is that they absolutely can. Um, just because you happen to be skint that day <laughs> doesn't mean that everybody else is. Um, and I think that's really important. And I think that, you know, people are still buying. 
So go ahead and keep on prospecting and selling because although the world has taken on this huge shift and people's behaviors and needs have changed, I think if you're still offering great products and services and also um, what is super important, I think you touched upon this with the coconut point, is that you're still offering amazing customer service, uh, people will still buy. Um, global pandemic or not, people will still buy. So if you have a great product or a great service um, and there are people that need it and want it, they will still buy it. I think that's uh, pretty much summed up, isn't it? Sure. You know, there's no question that there are industries that actually that have thrived um, you know, right. in, in yeah. this particular situation, you know, um, and there are going to be people out there that, um, you know, are financially are, are, are stable um, and they're basically being told to stay around and sit at home. So they're like, well, might as well just spend some money on something then. What can I, what can I buy? You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if I haven't checked, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if, you know, the, the big players, the Amazons and the likes, I mean, we know that, um, you know, Netflix has, has gone through a massive resurgence, you know, yeah, um you know i don't know about you know the guys listening to this but i know that in um my particular town where i live um a lot of the restaurants obviously are closed um if not all um and that's the same everywhere of course but i know that in my particular town a lot of those restaurants have gone okay well you know what we we can't open for for um for customers so we're going to offer these other services and a lot of them are offering sort of uh boxes of like breakfasts or um roast dinners um on a sunday um, they're offering delivery to vulnerable people they're offering you know collection of baskets of like muffins or whatever you know um so it's about thinking well okay well m you know maybe i need to like change my product and service slightly so that it fits in with this shift um so that it fits in with people's current behaviors and what they're doing you know, people are at home more now, um, and and that means they're going to be doing different behaviours. Like you say, you know, they're going to be watching a lot more Netflix. They're going to probably be ordering food rather than going out to dinner. So it's about thinking about people's behaviours in this current climate and thinking about how your service could maybe fit into that. Um, but ultimately, people will still buy. Yep, without question. You know, um, the, the the world doesn't stop turning. You know, yeah. um, not not completely anyway. Um, yeah. But as long as as long as we're doing it with 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 empathy, which we should be doing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so look, number four. That's where we are now. Um, so this is um, an interesting one, and I think it's something that we always forget. And I mean, even you and I forget this one, um, which is that you can prospect with your existing clients. So we, when we talk about prospecting, we always think about prospecting as something that you do to get new business, um, which is great. Um, but you can also prospect with your existing clients. Um, so basically what this means is, you know, contact the people that you're already working with, find out how they are, what's going on, what changes they're going through, keep them in the loop with what changes are happening in your business and basically just find out if there are any additional ways that you can work together. Um, we talk so much about new business and that's great because new business is obviously such a big focus, um, but your current clients are important too. And they could be things that they need right now that you can help with and you can help with it after this. So who knows who they might refer you to. And I think that's a really, really important point And it's something that people forget a lot. Sure, you know it depends largely on on what you do. I mean, you should always be prospecting your your existing clients, regardless of of, of, of what you do, of course. But uh, there there are that, that those people may well be sat around at home and starting to think about um, you know things that they can now do and fo and focus on that they didn't have the time to do before. I mean, I've certainly found that with with, with website stuff. You know that there's yeah. been people are saying, you know what, like that thing that I wanted to do for ages, I. I haven't had time, but but now I do. So can we can we talk about it? Yeah, for sure. And I think that you know if you're keeping your current clients happy, um, that that's really great. And as I said, you know who who knows who they might refer to you either during this or or after this. And I think sometimes clients that you have that are already existing um, can sometimes have issues or problems that they might not want to kind of come to you about because they don't want to kind of ask if they can have you know a month 
free or I don't know, whatever it is that you, your business particularly does. Um, but I think if you go to them first and you talk to them about what changes they're going through, what's happening in their business, what's happening in your business, and, and you basically just find out if there's a fit there for any additional ways that you can work together. Um, and how you do that obviously is dependent on, on what it is you do. Yeah, focus on the need rather than the, the financial benefit. I think, you know, yeah. we, we, un, we understand that you might need help with xyz because of this situation rather than you know we can give you 20 percent off you know that's not really going to connect as well is it no for sure um great so yeah so basically you can prospect your existing clients too again with empathy and understanding and just find out what's going on with them and talk to them about what's going on for you and and see if there's ways that you can help each other during this difficult time um number five lastly but in no means least. Um, during the, say leastly then. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, during this time, in fact, any time, because I don't like them, um, I would recommend that you, if you are currently using automation to send out your sales or marketing efforts, you should definitely stop. I, I personally don't like them anyway because they don't provide any kind of personalized personalization um and so i don't really like them and i think that if you're sending out those kind of emails generally prospects can spot a mile off that they're kind of you know generated by an automation tool um and i just think that they don't really connect with people on a deep level um and i don't really like this kind of prospecting anyway so if you are using it um i think that during this time you should stop um and you should obviously just take the time to research your prospect which i always talk about anyway um, and 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 only send things that are personal to the current situation and show that you know what might be affecting your prospect and their business right now um so if you are using automated emails that send out sort of a sequence of emails you know those types of things where like um you'll send out the first email and then like four days later, the automation tool sends out the next one and then the next one and the next one and so forth. Um, I don't like those anyway. I know why people use them because some people are in jobs or industries where they need to send out like a thousand a day or something. That's hard to do on a personalized level. So I understand why people use them, but I personally hate them. Um, So if you are doing that right now, I would really recommend that you just like stop um, and make each interaction super personal Uh, really targeted to not only your prospect and you know what you would do normally in terms of their pain points and what kind of stuff they have going on and blah 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 blah, but also super personal to what that particular person might have going on right now and that's really hard to do if you're using an automation tool yeah we're not saying that you shouldn't um you know take out advertising we're not saying you shouldn't schedule things are we we're just saying that like you said those uh, multi-step um automation systems that are, are very generic are probably not the right time yeah exactly i mean i don't like them anyway um i i, I can remember being in a couple of jobs where people like to use them um i'm hesitant to say that it's lazy because i understand why people do use them for the reasons that i gave because it's quick and easy and you can schedule it and if you do need to contact a thousand people in a week or whatever then of course it's much easier to do it via a via a tool um but i personally don't like them um because you can't personalize in the same way that you can and also i think that um if you are using those kind of tools um prospects can usually spot it a mile off they know that it's from like a automation tool because it's all very generic um and that that for me doesn't doesn't set that relationship off to a great start no i definitely agree with that um you can still schedule posts you can still run ads you know if yeah, you for sure. if you're big on facebook ads or, or whatever then by all means you know you can carry on with that because you need to try and keep that awareness running as we talked about earlier on but just think a bit more uh, hard about the type of content that you're putting out there yeah yeah definitely so it's all about uh targeting and personalization to the current situation um whilst of course not using the current situation to make a sale um because nobody really wants that um but and and just remembering as well that people are still buying and people are still selling um whether it's something whether you sell um something that you think is really really necessary during this time or it's you know you sell vests that you've made guess what someone's still gonna buy them me probably you yeah right exactly 
Um, so listen, now that's the end. Do you want a summary? Uh, do I want to summarise or do I want a summary? Well, shall I summarise? Well, I can't compete with you, can I? Well, I mean, um, I did say last week that this made me feel like I was doing a chart show and you seem to be confused about what a chart show is. Um, I was just doing that for effect. I, I, I mean, I, I know what it is. I was just pretending that... Okay, great. So, if you know, do you remember when you were younger and the chart show would come on and you would have to record it from the radio? Mm. Um, I'm wondering whether anyone would record me doing the chart show of the summary. Um, well, it's different, isn't it? Because there's no cassette players anymore, isn't it? It's not the same kind of clunk click that you would have. So it's not the same, is it? It's not the same. I'd quite like a cassette player because I like things that are kind of retro and that kind of thing. So if you have a cassette player that you no longer want or you're wondering what to get me for Christmas, then I would quite like a cassette player. Is that aimed at me personally or just <laughs> in general? Because otherwise we're, we're going to get a, boxes of cassette players. People are going to send them in. <laughs> um, so listen, I'm going to do a summary. This is it, the chart show of the uh, podcast, episode seven, Prospecting During a Global Pandemic. Here we go. One, think about your content. Uh, hopefully you're sending out some good, interesting, valuable content anyway. If you're not, start now. Now is the time to do it. If you are doing it already, make sure that that content is reflective of the current global situation and it's uh, targeted to your normal job title and what sort of problems and pain points they might have going on right now. So you could send them you know, blogs or white papers that will have something interesting within it that your job title might find useful and valuable during this time. And number two, take the pressure off. So don't be thinking consistently about, you know, when you're going to make that deal, when you're going to get that contract, when you're going to get that call set up. Just take your foot off the gas a little bit. Take your time. Uh, get to know your prospect. Build the relationship. And, uh, you know, just let it, let it flow more, more kind of easy. You know, don't feel like you have to just get that call now, today. Now, now, now. Brings in. <laughs> number three understand that people are still buying even things that you might consider a luxury that you maybe think that people wouldn't buy right now like i don't know scented vests vests scented candles i don't know why i said scented candles because actually scented candles you might think would be like quite a necess necessity right now because people are at home a lot more so they might want to spend more money on scents for the home mightn't they well if you're at home you want it to smell nice don't you that's it. So basically, if you're in the scented candles business, now's your time. You're probably doing all right. Probably, yeah. Um, number four, um, prospect your existing clients. Find out what's going on with them. Let them know what's going on with you. Find out if there's ways that you can work together. Um, maybe they've got something they can help you with and you've got something that you can help them with. You know, that would be nice. It'd be like a nice bonding experience for you both. And then after this um, global pandemic, they might go off into the distance and refer you to a friend or colleague, which means that you'll get more business. And that would be nice. Number Very five. Fun. Lastly, but no means least, uh, do not use automation tools if you can help it. I know some people will be like, but I have to, I have to. And that's fine. If you need to, that's fine. I'm not going to stand in the way of you and your automation tool. Me personally, I don't like them. And I think right now um, they are bad news because you should be um, targeting um, and, and being personalized and making sure that each interaction that you do um, is layered with understanding and empathy and I don't believe that you can do that with automation tools that is the end of the summary uh, bravo um, um, yeah so um, next next episode episode eight um, we're also going to be talking about things relating to this current situation aren't we yeah, we're going to be doing, because um, as mentioned, uh, Richard and I are in a, uh, a couple of business groups and we also run our own Facebook group, um, Sales for People Who Hate Selling. And uh, one of the things that's coming up a lot at the moment, like more than any other time, is about how to um, deal with non-paying clients during this time. So next episode is how to deal with non-paying clients during a global pandemic. 
Um, I feel this one's going to be quite controversial because we've had quite a lot of massively like one one side is going one way and the other side is going the other way and yeah, like sure. like like most things there's uh, there's there's probably somewhere in the middle is the most accurate but I feel like it can be quite a controversial episode next week but uh, yeah. it's def- it's definitely something that there's a lot of uh, misinformation and I feel like we have to put the world right you know yeah as always every episode that's what we're doing i think that um generally obviously as i say in the sort of business groups that we've been in um the general consensus is that um you should give people a little bit more time a little bit more understanding and that's fine um but we're going to go into maybe some ways about how you can uh you know do that advantage of yeah for sure and also i think that um generally speaking in this country that we are living in um talking about money is seen as uh, a little bit rude and not something that you really do um which i personally don't like because um money makes the world go around so we all need to we all need to have money and we need to talk about it um so often when you ask questions around payment people tend to get a little bit awkward and they don't really like it and so we're going to just be going into that a little bit more because I think that the general sort of idea is that well nobody has any money so I can't possibly chase my clients for payment um or can you well we'll find out next week won't we I think a lot of people are also concerned about how it's perceived yeah and we've had a lot of a lot of uh people say you know my client says they can't pay because of the situation or you know whatever you know it's a a lot of time it's been for work that's already been completed and uh there's been some you know massively varying responses and i think it's really interesting a really interesting conversation i think yeah for sure i think definitely you're right it's um certainly controversial um but i think it will be a really really good one so hopefully you will all tune in for that um, if you want to follow us on twitter you can it is at we are seek um, and that facebook group that we have talked about is uh sales for people who hate selling it's a nice little community i'm there richard's there um so that's a big selling point obviously um and there's just a, a nice community of, of like-minded folks um in the business world some freelancers some um you know small businesses and some larger ones as well all there because you know they're, they're wanting to understand sales and get a bit more confident with the idea of selling in their business and um it's a nice group so do join that yes do that i agree with that it's great yes definitely so um richard do you have any final thoughts that you would like to um say to either myself or to the larger audience um yeah just just remember that you can't put everything on hold you know um that the business world still has to keep going you know people still have to um you know make make money um and as long as you do it with the with the empathy that we've talked about um then you can keep going you know yeah definitely that wasn't a very good motivational speech it wasn't very winston churchill you know i like i could see you know you had a lot of heart behind it you know so that's good and i think it's a good point to to leave on which is you know the it may feel sometimes like the world is on hold um and again you know we we don't certainly want to minimize any of the sort of difficulties that people are facing because we're facing many of them ourselves um but the world is still spinning on its axis and it's still going around and people will still spend money people will still buy and um so if you are in business or you're a freelancer and you're worried about um this during this time uh don't be and it's all going to be it's all going to be all right basically that's a a really well that's one of our kind of sayings though isn't it you know what's that it'll always be all right it'll always be all right yeah if it's not all right it's not the end dear god right as you've descended into terrible cliches that's where we're going to end this podcast right we'll see you all next week yeah (laughs) yeah thank you very much for listening everybody and we will see you next week okay bye 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 bye